broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. 113 days and now five hours. The countdown is on to Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville, Trevor Town. I was going to say you were 13 days too long, 100 days until my wedding. Oh, gosh, I I forgot about that. By the way, have you invited Trevor Lawrence to your wedding? I'm thinking about it. I might I might add one more. See, well, actually, at this point, we're only allowed to have 10 people, so I probably shouldn't be inviting more. <laughs> well, is Paul still coming since you guys are, like, practically neighbors? Or I guess oh, he moved. he moved. Yeah. I yeah. don't, yeah. He just moved out? I mean... Come on, man. You're Nick Foles. You got enough money. You can still have a house in Jacksonville. He didn't when? even have a good buy party for us. Yeah, when's, well, he probably still owns the house. When's Lawrence uh, getting married? He's getting married sometime, too, right? Yeah. I believe so. He's, yeah, he's engaged. engaged. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess you could stay engaged for as long as you want. But uh, how long have you been engaged, Goose? Since, uh, since literally the pandemic started. Yep. Perfect timing, man. <laughs> Who are you, bored? <laughs> like yeah, I guess so. No, literally like March. What was it? March fourteenth. The the wow. like day everything locked down. That was when it happened. Dang. That was it. Now was that so? That would have been was that players the day the week after the players or that would have been no Saturday that was of the players that was Saturday of the players and Nicole only had off because the players got canceled and that was the only reason I was able to do it that day. Wow, so you kind of pulled that quickly, though, uh, in terms of making it that day. If yeah. the players was on, you wouldn't have proposed that day. No, I planned to talk to her dad that day, and then when I found out she had off and we were all just going to have dinner, I was like, all right, well, mine is, I've got this ring in my pocket. Yeah. I might as well use it. So now, be honest. When you talked to her dad, was there a little, like, hesitation? Like, did, did he think on it a little bit? Was he like, I got to sleep on this one? He, he didn't, um, but he also probably felt bad because I literally got in a car crash on the way to go ask him. Oh, that's genius, Coos. On purpose, obviously, right? I, I don't, he, 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 he don't want to soften that question a little bit. I don't know. I, I, Yeah, it was bad. I'm back. I'm back. I didn't realize. We oh, yeah, we didn't even hear you're gone. <laughs> oh, I couldn't hear you guys. We no, good? Well, yeah, no, you're right, good, cool, yeah. Cool. Oh, good thing Everyone's I didn't good. or anything. I thought I'd gone away. Uh, no. But anyway, I couldn't hear you guys for a little bit. But uh, we had a little bit of that yesterday, Coos, on the show, like the early part of the show, and then it straightened all out. So I, I don't know if when I initially plug into my Ethernet here from home, maybe it uh, it takes a little bit to get cranked up. But It's probably way, that Pac-Man game taking up too much of that Wi-Fi. Well, here's the deal. I just I just played before. But I, I, don't, I can't concentrate. I had like a few minutes. I had like 10 minutes. I'm like, I'm going to sneak it in before I fire everything up. And I was like, uh, I, I just can't focus. So I, I didn't do well. Um <laughs> But I, I set a new high score yesterday again. I'm up to 78,000. Uh, I actually just made, I just set a record on the first board. I think I got every ghost on the first board. And, and I think Flex. I got every possible point on the first board. Flex. So, Two flexes. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I am, like, fully addicted to Miss Pac-Man right now at, at the home. I like so, it. So, uh, I mean, every if I get 15 minutes, I'm, I'm stopping off and playing. I like it. So, uh Everybody looks at me in the house. They're like, "Are you seriously playing again?" Uh, yes, I am. Well, hey Ty, are you gonna keep on playing Fortnite or Apex Legends? I mean, come on. Yeah, I don't know what Ty's been playing lately, but he plays plenty of video games. Sure. Kaylee sits on the couch and does YouTube forever. Oof. Steph looks up the lines at Disney for the next time she goes. I mean, <laughs> listen, I'm either gonna go play golf. I'm either working or I'm now gonna play Miss Pac-Man for a little bit. We all have our thing. We you all were have skateboarding our thing. today. Yeah, man, I'm skateboarding today. 
How was it? That was it? fun. It was good. I, I didn't hurt myself. I didn't go to the emergency room. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was great because basically what had happened was my son got a skateboard for Christmas. Okay. So since he's got a skateboard now, obviously dad's got to kind of show him the ropes a little bit and teach him some things. So I'm trying to, you know, dust my board off and try to get my skill set back. And it was funny because literally the first day that we're out there together and my wife was kind of just watching us with our dog, um, I fell really hard on my back. And my <laughs> wife, you could tell, she's like, yeah, th- you, you need to stop this. Like, you're you're 30 years old. You're going to hurt yourself. I'm like, it'll be fine. Like, I bet Ronan goes to the emergency room before I do skateboarding. So we're going to yeah. be all good. I mean, come on. Tony Hawk was still doing it well into his 40s, He's right? Still I mean, doing he still doing it. He's still doing, doing, it. doing it. Yeah, we're all good. Yeah, you got yeah. plenty of time. Yeah. I mean, heck, I, I'd, I'd probably skateboard longer than fighting in a cage yeah i mean realistically both are kind of bad on the knees but we'll see how long it lasts for that's the thing man like as a kid you can skateboard forever and not have to worry about it and this humidity and it's not even that humid right now i mean i was out there for 10 minutes i was like all right i'll suck in wind brent it's different oh yeah 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 Yeah. you gotta get that and get in skateboard in shape but get in skateboard in shape all right hey trevor lawrence it's it's done i mean he is a he's declared for the draft all eyes on jacksonville National media can can make fun of Trevor Lawrence going to Jacksonville if they want. Who cares? He's on the way. Uh, we're going to talk to Maurice Jones-Drew a little bit later in the show. At least that's the plan. You know, he is not all in just yet. And, and I, I want to phrase that correctly. It's not like he doesn't want Tre- Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. But he's still got the caution flag out on this whole process and just handing the number one pick to Trevor Lawrence. So it'll be interesting to get his thoughts on that. Uh, There is nothing that's wavering in my mind right now um, about Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Again, the more I hear, I'm not a quarterback evaluator. The more I see, the more I read, and I find myself reading a heck of a lot more now than I had been the last three years on Trevor Lawrence. Mm -hmm. And it's just a no-doubter, man. It's about as much of a no-doubter as... As I can remember, um, well, actually, Joe Burrow was a no-doubter last year for Cincinnati. So it's it's a no-doubter, right? Uh, do you feel the same way, or do you have some reservations and want to keep the window open a little bit on Justin Fields or oh, anybody else? Oh, no, Brent. Let's go ahead and close that window right now. It's getting chilly outside, right, because the haters are coming. No, the, the window is closed, and Trevor Lawrence is going to be the guy. Uh, did you see his, his, you know, obviously he announced that he's going to the NFL. You see that video that he put out? I mean, how many goosebumps did you have? Have the goosebumps gone away yet? Yeah, they've they've kind of gone away. But okay, you want that, to talk about a nice tribute though to Clemson, man? That was I'm not sure if Michael Bay directed that thing and produced <laughs> that thing, but that was spot on, man. Like well done, Trevor Lawrence. He comes across as a very humble um, and thankful individual, and you saw that in that video as well. Well, and I think that was something that came across in the Heisman Trophy presentation last night too. And and we'll continue to get to know. Uh, in fact, uh, we'll have someone that covers Clemson up close all the time on the show in just about 20 minutes and ask a little bit more about who Trevor Lawrence is. But I think that's what has people enamored just as much as the way he spins the football and obviously his prowess on the football field is can he handle the the CEO nature, if you will, of that quarterback position in the NFL. And this is a guy that looks well-equipped. And the word I hear from people or see or in print, whatever it might be, is grounded, you know, super uh, humble, humility, grounded. Uh, it, it's not going to be too much for him. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be like, oh my gosh, everybody in Jacksonville loves me. You know, it's not going to be one of those type of things. And I have said this just based on the kind of star he has been since at least a sophomore in, in high school. I love the fact that he's been in the spotlight so much. This is not going to be, whether it was New York, whether it was here, whether it was wherever. 
this is not going to be too big for Trevor Lawrence. He's handled it before, and he's been handling it, I would say, really for the last six years. Three years of high school, three years at Clemson, he's the man. And and get ready for it, because he's going to be the man not only here in Jacksonville, but one of the new fresh faces of the NFL. Brent, you brought up a great point when you use the the term grounded, right? Because we always talk about, like, what do you look for at the quarterback position? And in the past, obviously, I've said you have to have the leadership, right? You have to be able to win, the arm strength. Um, You know, you have to have that moxie in the pocket. But maybe more importantly than anything is your ability to be grounded. Now, what do I mean by grounded? Football is a very emotional game. Right, and especially like playing defensive line. I mean, Brent, every other play, I'm I'm calling somebody a, a, an expletive or I'm screaming at somebody because like that's what my position allowed me to do. The quarterback position's different though, right? Like, I think of when Baker Mayfield first came out, or like a Johnny Manziel, right? Like if they got a first down or if a player said something, nine times out of ten they were gonna jaw jack and say something back to that player. Right now, that's just their style. They're they're intense individuals, and their emotions kind of show that a little bit. From what I've seen from Trevor Lawrence, he's like Joe Cool. He's he's calm, cool, collected. Whether um you know it's playing a national championship game or it's just a regular ACC game, like he has the same demeanor. And I think when you're trying to be a leader on that offense and you're trying to gain those guys around you, whether you're losing by 20, you're up by 20, you want a guy that's going to remain consistent. And I think Trevor Lawrence, above anything, he's calm and he's consistent. Yeah, and I think that's what you hear. Uh, it's unbelievable what you hear about Trevor Lawrence. And, and listen, I think all these guys will have accolades, and then we're going to rip them down. I don't know if there's going to be a lot to rip down on Trevor Lawrence. Uh, this, I, <laughs> we just can't say it enough around here, and, and I don't like to be over dramatic, but I do want to make sure we're capturing the essence of this. This is monumental in this franchise's history, Austin. You've been a part of the organization. You've played here. You've been a part of this city. And and we know Duval and Jacksonville and the Jaguars the last 11 out of 12 years have been brutal around here. Mm -hmm. This guy, while I do not want to present any one player as a savior, so to speak, I just think the ramifications of a player of this magnitude that checked so many boxes that is being equal to the Andrew Lux, Peyton Manning's, John Elway's of the last few decades, those kind of names that, by the way, people didn't miss when they said that about those guys. Those guys were legit. Mm -hmm. They were good. But you couple all that with what this organization and this fan base has been through. And then you couple that with the idea that there's going to be a new regime of some sort all the money, the draft picks, and, and kind of this refresh, I mean, it just makes me, I told somebody last night, I said, I just feel good for everybody in Jacksonville. I feel good for everybody in the Jaguars organization. Uh, and quite frankly, I feel pretty good for us, too, that we get to kind of, we, we get to capture this buzz. It, it is just, I, I just can't say it enough. It's a different moment around here. I've been here for a dozen years, and maybe this feels a little bit like 94 to 95 or or, or a 96 playoff run or 99 when the Jags were 14 and 2. Uh, this even feels different than the playoff run of 17, although that's probably the thing I could liken it to the most. This just feels different, and this guy feels different, and this guy might be a perfect fit at the perfect time for Jacksonville, Florida. And what I'm excited about as well, and I probably have to go back all the way to DG, you know, who I play with, Dave Garrard, when we talk about, like, in terms of the skill set and in terms of the personality. I don't expect Trevor Lawrence to come to Jacksonville and have these great quotes like Gardner Minshew did. I don't expect Trevor Lawrence to rock the jean shorts, you know. He is growing a little bit of a mustache, 
no comment on that, man. You're the first pick of the draft. Do whatever you want to do. But maybe like a just for men or something could be an endorsement for him because, you know, it's kind of hard to tell he's got one. So maybe add a little pepper to, to that salt on, on your top lip there. But with that being said, you have a guy now, Brent, who's going to let his skills do the talking, I think, more than his off-the-field stuff. Not to say what Gardner Minshew did was wrong because that's who Gardner Minshew was. You remember with Blake Bortles, people fell in love with Blake Bortles. He had okay arm talent, but the reason why people love Blake Bortles so much was the fact that you felt like you could relate to Blake Bortles, right? So he was kind of like that that cult hero. I think with Blaine Gabbert, you know, there was a lot of intrigue. Um, I feel like every girl on my Facebook account used the the, the hashtag California Dreamboat for whatever from you know, Remember the Titans. So like he had that whole thing going on, but once again, it was more of the off the field, the look more than the skill set. Now, yes, Trevor Lawrence has the long hair. He's got the resume. But most importantly, I think he has the skill set, and that trumps everything. So that's what I'm excited for. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's, I don't think, I, while this is a little bit of just hope out there for everybody around, I think this is real deal stuff. Like, this guy has the chance to be very good. And by the way, I've also said I think Justin Fields is going to be good. I think this quarterback class is going to be good. We're going to talk about that a little bit today. I think this quarterback class has a chance to be very, very good overall in, in the grand scheme of things. Uh, Austin, I wanted to ask you this. What happens now that he's declared? Uh, so you you went to Murray State. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, and I'm not trying to joke around a little bit. It's it's a little bit different circumstance. Obviously, he's been at Clemson. He's been in the spotlight. He just got off the Heisman Trophy ceremony last night. Well, Brent, he, so, some would call Murray State the Clemson <laughs> of uh, D1 AA. So, but go on, please. Yeah. So, uh, what Heisman Trophy? What's basketball? <laughs> That's right. so, well, what's up, John Rant? But I guess my question to you is now, like, I believe after today, this morning, when this came out, even though everybody knew it was going to happen eventually, and even kind of indicated it might happen today, last night, agents are calling them, yeah. right? I mean, I w- yeah. is that the next step? Agents, and then where are you going to work out? And so what kind of plan is he putting together? His team now starts putting together, now that it's reality, this guy's going to the NFL. And by the way, it's pretty much reality is going to end up right here in Jacksonville, Florida. Without a doubt. I think with COVID-19, it definitely flipped the script a little bit because usually what I would say is I'm sure he would have scouts, you know, even during the season, um, come meet with him and things like that and watch practices. Agents would come talk to him as well. But now with COVID-19, I feel like no one's allowed on campus. So maybe he's doing those things via Zoom or on the telephone. So what can Trevor Lawrence expect now? Obviously, the, the next step is to find an agent. And then the agent does a lot of things. Obviously, one of the most important things things is that he gets you money. But another important thing, especially when you have declared for the NFL draft, is he gets you ready, he gets you the proper training, right? So there's a million uh, places that Trevor Lawrence could go to refine his skills a little bit, refine his technique. As far as the combine's concerned, like, listen, you're the top overall pick of the draft, or so we think, more than likely. So as far as the combine goes, like, I'm not going to lose sleep if Trevor Lawrence, you know, doesn't compete at the combine. Right, like coaches are going to say, well, you got to compete, you got to compete. Not when you're the first pick of the draft. You can do whatever you want. So I don't expect him really doing much of the combine. Um, you know, the Senior Bowl. He's not a senior, but I'm sure they would still take him. I'm not sure if he's going to go to the Senior Bowl either. So right now, I think the the biggest step for Trevor Lawrence going forward is finding that right agent, that guy that you gel with, and then going forward from there, getting the proper training that you need to get your body ready for the next level. How hard is that, Austin? I know, again, uh, when you had to pick an agent, you just picked an agent? Did people call you? And by the way, again, with no disrespect, this is going to be 100-fold for him. Like, every agent in the game wants Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. So, 
Like, how does that, just even that, I would think, is a very difficult thing because that agent means a lot. That could be the start of a long-term 20-year, 30-year, 50-year relationship. It could also be the guy that makes some wrong decisions for you on the field, off the field, where to direct you. It's a critical decision for Trevor Lawrence and who he chooses. Yeah, so I think me and Trevor Lawrence are definitely going to differ here because I was in a a unique circumstance where I came from a small school, right? So I wasn't getting calls from Drew Rosenhaus and all the top guys. I was getting calls from like guys that are trying to do their startups that are trying to make it. And spoiler alert, there's thousands of those guys out there that are trying to start their own agency. So... I would be getting just random phone calls, how they got my number, I have no idea. But this would happen during the season, you know, and it's almost like you're back in high school and you're getting recruited again. And to be honest with you, it was a little bit of annoying because I'm going through my senior year and, you know, we're, we're supposed to make some noise and go to the playoff and all this stuff. And I'm just trying to focus on, you know, being a senior and I'm getting these phone calls every night from people that I don't know saying, hey, we, we want to r- r- represent you. Hey, can we come uh, have some dinner with you? So eventually... What a, uh, what made my decision really easy for me was I signed with XAM Sports, and they're actually they're no longer a thing, but they used to represent guys like uh, Kevin Boss, Connor Barwin, Colin Kaepernick. So they had some pretty big names. And what sold me on them was, um, and I'll never forget this, the, the, the guy, uh, his name was Jason, called me up. And he goes, hey, man, you know, here's who we represent. Here's what we're all about. But you just go out there, and if you're interested, you let me know. So he kind of like left the ball in my court a little bit. He, and he said, like, I understand you're a senior right now. There's big things ahead for you. You just focus on that. But just, you know, if, if you have a question, give me a call. But just keep us in the back of your head when the season's over. All right, great. So it was like the second to last game of the season. I hit him up. I'm like, hey. I'm at Murray State right now. Obviously, it's a dry county, so restaurants are limited, but let's go to Applebee's. Um, You know, if you want to buy me a quesadilla burger, so be it. But, uh, you know, we sat down, we met, and then I signed from there just because they seemed to get the game um, and they seemed to get my mindset. So it was a pretty easy decision for me. For Trevor Lawrence, he's the top dog. Everyone's going to be coming to him. And, and the cool thing about Trevor Lawrence is the fact that it seems like he's got a great family on his, you know, he's got a great head on his shoulders, number one, and he's got a great family and support system. So, yeah, signing with Drew Rosenhaus might be the ticket, but at the end of the day, once again, I think with Trevor Lawrence's personality and his skill set, no matter who he goes with, he's going to be successful. So it's all about just trying to find that right fit of, hey, who do you want to talk to every single day? Who's not going to drive you crazy? Yeah, and not only that, uh, he's got you know, guys that have done it before, right, and been in the league, uh, most notably Deshaun Watson, who is a supreme talent, but also off the field, a guy that can make a lot of money. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where he goes. And, you know, there are agents that obviously have, you know, if you look at Jimmy Sexton, he's got like all the coaches, right? Mulligetta is the, the hottest name out there right now, or one of the hot names out there. Uh, if you're looking at Jalen Ramsey and Deshaun Watson, and, and there's several more, but I know those two. So, it, it'll be interesting to see which way Trevor Lawrence goes. I mean, it, it, could it be as much of a family friend that they know, um, or is it this big hot shot agent? Uh, where's the comfort zone for Trevor Lawrence? Uh, one last thing before we um, take a break and then come back and talk more about Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> what would you advise him? You mentioned the combine. See, I does it matter if he throws and does all that stuff? He's certainly going to be there for interviews and, and all the rest. But yeah. uh, there's been a big thing lately of guys not throwing or throwing, and I, I like the way he wants to compete. Listen, Trevor Lawrence could go throw it backwards at the combine, and I still think he's going to be the number one pick. 
Yeah. He's had nothing to lose there. I mean, you know, it was way riskier to come back and play his senior or his junior year in college yeah. than it is to, to throw at the combine. No. It's like, so do you would you just say, hey, man, go have fun with the whole process. Go do it. As long as you're healthy and you feel good, go do it. Here's the cool thing about Trevor Lawrence. The hard part's done already, right? Like, he, he's played college football. He has his film out there. The hard part is done. Now just go enjoy the experience, right? Like, not every player can go to the combine. Right? Not every player can maybe go to the senior bowl if he wants to do that. But the point of the matter is, like, if you're Trey Lance, if you're Zach Wilson, if you're Kyle Trask, and you said you don't want to throw at the combine, what are the coaches going to say? Oh, well, we want a guy to compete. Why aren't you throwing at the combine? You should be competing. If I'm Trevor Lawrence and they say that to me, you know what I'm going to say? Check the film. All right? Just watch the film. That's all you need to know. Enough said. Hey, when we come back, we're going to go to Clemson and talk to a reporter who covers Trevor Lawrence wrote a good story in The Athletic uh, yesterday about Trevor Lawrence leading into the Heisman. And uh, let's learn a little bit more about Trevor Lawrence. It's on. Trevor Lawrence is going to the NFL. And if we all had to bet, he's coming here to Jacksonville. More Trevor Lawrence talk. Much more to get to, including a seismic shift, perhaps, in the AFC South with Trevor Lawrence and the Jags getting the number one pick. And... Everything that's on the line in 2021, plus Maurice Jones-Drew joins us later in the show to talk why he's not 100% committed to Trevor Lawrence just yet. It's all in the way. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. Some uh, NBA play-by-play here this week as well, right here on ESPN 690. Austin Lane. You're right. Yeah, I know. You look over like, are you going to make it? Yeah, man. I'm making sure we're all good here. Hey, listen, I I get choked up about the new lineup. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. The virus is one of those things where not everyone's experience is the same, so I don't want to paint with a broad brush or speak for everyone, but obviously I had it. I had mild symptoms. It's definitely definitely weird and interesting and never really expected that I was going to have to miss two of the biggest games of the year for it, so... That obviously sucks, but just taught me how to lead, how to lead through adversity, and how to not physically be there with my team, but try to just do everything I can to make an impact. And that's, I feel like I did a decent job of that, and just trying to help DJ when he had to play, and then coming back with a lot more enthusiasm, and really had a greater appreciation for what we get to do every day when you have to miss, you know, 10 to 14 days. It's, it's kind of rough just sitting at home while everybody else is practicing and getting ready. That is Trevor Lawrence declaring for the NFL draft earlier this morning. No question about it. It was going to happen. And quite frankly, I don't think there's any question about it. It's going to happen that Trevor Lawrence lands in Jacksonville, Florida with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Brent Martin, along with former Jags player Austin Lane and Coos here on a Wednesday. And listen, this place is buzzing about Trevor Lawrence, the reality of it. And at the same time, trying to find a new head coach, which we'll get into a little bit more, and a new general manager, a, a complete refresh of the Jacksonville Jaguars organization and what a way to start it off potentially with the number one overall pick in the 2021 NFL draft that certainly could be Trevor Lawrence we are going to Clemson right now or at least I think she's in the Clemson area and we welcome in Grace Rayner from the Athletic she covers the Clemson Tigers has covered Trevor Lawrence Grace happy new year thanks for joining us terrific article on uh, Trevor leading up to the Heisman Trophy yesterday Well, thank you so much. Happy New Year to y'all. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, you can maybe hear the excitement or energy in my voice, but I'm just trying to capsulate what everybody here in Jacksonville is feeling. I mean, you might have seen it on Twitter already, but this place is pretty fired up. Uh, This is uh, an organization that's obviously struggled 
And now you get a chance not only at the number one pick, but maybe perfect timing and a generational talent that everybody keeps saying. How excited should Jaguars fans be about the prospects of Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, I mean, if I was a Jags fan, I would be absolutely thrilled. I mean, Trevor, from the moment that he got to Clemson, he he managed every expectation. He lived up to every ounce of hype that came with his recruitment. He got better every year. He was sensational off the field. I mean, you, if, if I'm an NFL GM and I'm looking for my franchise quarterback, um, I, I can't think of a better pick than Trevor Lawrence at this point. Grace, obviously with, with Trevor Lawrence, you know, I mean, there was a couple of Jaguars fans who are just a few that thought, well, what happens if he stays at Clemson, right? Because I guess they're gluttons for punishment or Jaguars <laughs> fans. But with that being said, Trevor Lawrence, is, he releases the video today. I mean, just beautifully done, well edited. Steven Spielberg might have did it. Was there ever a doubt at Clemson that Trevor Lawrence is going to stay another year or was the writing on the wall where he was definitely gone after this season? Yeah, I think the writing was on the wall. I mean, I think, you know, Trevor was very intentional about wanting to stay in the moment, and that was something that he really every single week made a point about, about how he wanted to stay in the present and that when he made his NFL decision, the world would know about it. But for the time being, he wanted to enjoy whatever time he had left at Clemson. Um, But we knew he was graduating. We knew he had said before the season started on a segment with game day that he was planning on this being his final year. After he graduated, you know, he made a joke about how grad school is not currently in the cards when he got asked about it. And so, um, yeah, the writing has been on the wall all season, uh, but he just wanted to kind of do it on his own terms and do it on his own time and, and do it the way he wanted to. And so that was what you saw this morning. Grace Rayner with us from The Athletic, covers Clemson football, has covered Trevor Lawrence, wrote a fantastic story about Trevor Lawrence in the last couple of days leading up to the Heisman Trophy uh, presentation where Trevor Lawrence was a finalist. Uh, Grace, it's interesting if you look at the football side of it. I'll watch a highlight video of Trevor Lawrence, and I'm not a talent evaluator by any means, but throws a beautiful ball, checks the boxes 6-6. He's athletic. He can run. uh, Makes every throw. What I really like about him actually on the football side is he has some great touch. We've seen guys with big arms not be able to throw that soft touch pass, throw that changeup, if you will. In fact, we had that guy in Blaine Gabbard. He could not take anything off the fastball and be able to hit a receiver on maybe a screen pass or just a little wheel route or whatever it might be. Those were harder throws for him. I like that about Trevor Lawrence. But then there's this other side where I almost feel like people, after you you watch and listen and read about people who are around Trevor Lawrence, that they almost like this guy off the field more. The leadership qualities, the, the, the man who he is, the ability to handle being the number one pick, being a franchise quarterback in the NFL – uh, what do you like most about him, the football side or the the other stuff that, that is important, by the way, at the NFL level if you're going to play quarterback and be the franchise guy? Sure. I mean, there's just so much to like. I'll start with the football side. You, you talked to Dabo Sweeney about Trevor Lawrence, and he says he basically has a photographic memory, and it's pretty remarkable to interview him after he comes off the field and he can replay Every play in his brain for you, he can tell you exactly what type of coverage they were in. He can tell you exactly where he went wrong, if he threw an interception, what it was supposed to be. I mean, he just processes so incredibly well, and I think that we sometimes take that for granted because he does make it look so easy. And then as a runner, I think we've seen last year and into this year, like Trevor has some wheels. He can scoot a little bit. And so um, just just a guy that got more versatile and better and just had such command of Clemson's offense with each year. And I think that his just the, his mind and the way that it works is going to be perfect for the NFL level. 
Um, but then off the field, Trevor has been the same person every single day. I can honestly say I, I've never seen him mad, annoyed, upset in media settings. I mean, no one was under the microscope quite like Trevor has been since he got to Clemson. No one has been under as much scrutiny. And it was really cool to kind of see him, you know, figure out, okay, here's what I care about, and here's what I'm going to stand up for off the field, and here's how I'm going to use my voice, and here's how I'm going to take my platform and, and use it for good. And so I think that was something that he said in his video this morning was that he hopes he's remembered at Clemson for the way he treated people. Um, and I would certainly say that's a mission accomplished because he just he just treats everyone with such respect and, and kindness and is, is the same guy every single day. Grace, a quarterback that came before Trevor Lawrence at Clemson was Deshaun Watson. Now, I'm not sure if you were there when Deshaun Watson was playing, but, you know, you kind of had the feeling that Deshaun Watson could be something special. There's a couple red plays, a couple question marks uh, about the arm talent and all that stuff, but... Overall, people thought he was going to be successful. Well, now you have a guy like Trevor Lawrence who's always been kind of the front runner. He's won a national championship himself. Like, as Trevor Lawrence is leaving now, like, do you hear, I guess, kind of like the, the murmurs and stuff of people around clubs and saying, look, man, you know, we thought Deshaun Watson was going to be good, but wait till they get a hold of Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I mean, I think Clemson looks at it in the sense of it's kind of this running joke at Clemson about how they keep signing these quote-unquote generational quarterbacks. And now the word <laughs> generational basically means like every three years. <laughs> and so um, obviously Deshaun set the stage at Clemson. There is there is absolutely no doubt that Clemson is not what it is without Deshaun and the foundation that he laid. But I think Clemson's uh, coaches and fans were still pretty optimistic about Trevor, knowing that they were going to be in good hands. And then really, you know, four or five weeks into his freshman year, he wins the starting job. He beats out Kelly Bryant, who was the senior incumbent at that time. And I think it just took a couple of games for people to see his arm and just to see the way that he processed things. And it was pretty clear, okay, Clemson might have just won his first national title since 1981, but this seems like it's going to be a domino effect. And as we know, Trevor just played in his third college football playoff. Grace Rayner with us from The Athletic. I know you got to run in a couple moments, so uh, let me just ask you two quick questions. One being, I, I like Trevor Lawrence maybe more than Justin Fields in this draft, and I do like Justin Fields, by the way, because I think Lawrence's floor is going to be higher. I think even if things don't go unbelievable, this guy's going to still be pretty good. How stunned would you be if he's not a an at least good quarterback in the NFL? Oh, I will be very surprised. I mean, I think Trevor has the makings of one of the all-time greats, and I think that he kind of proved that at Clemson. Again, he, he came in with all this hype and all this expectation out of high school, but we didn't really know how that was going to translate onto the onto the college field. And then as a true freshman, he leads Clemson past Alabama 44-16, and all of a sudden you've got NFL GM saying, I would take that guy number one right now, reportedly. And so um, I will be very, very surprised if Trevor doesn't have a remarkable year. I, I just think that he has, I think he has everything that you want in, in a franchise quarterback. And one last question for you. We've heard Urban Meyer's a hot name around here. Uh, Dan Mullen's name has been whispered. Matt Rule went from Baylor to Carolina. We're seeing Kingsbury into the pros in the NFL. It felt like Dabble's name had been kind of out there a little bit, too. Maybe he'll go to the NFL. I'm not hearing any of that. We don't hear Dabble's name at all. Why is that? And could there be any type of stunner that Dabble Swinney? jumps in the fray somewhere along the way, not just in Jacksonville, but anywhere. Yeah, I mean, Dabo has always been a coach that has said, never say never. Um, and, and in the past, a lot of that has been the response to the questions that he's fielded about Alabama and becoming, you know, the, the successor to Nick Saban. And so he's, he's always been a never, been, never say never kind of guy. But he's also been extremely intentional and very upfront about the fact that 
he has everything he could ever want at Clemson, and he's super happy at Clemson. And obviously he has built this juggernaut. You know, Clemson is a dynasty under his leadership and because of his his program and his culture. So I would be surprised to see him make the, the jump to the NFL. I think his style is better suited for, you know, teenagers, young guys in their 20s anyway. So it would surprise me, but I don't know. I mean, 2020 also surprised me in so many, so many ways. So I feel like I'm, I'm probably never going to say anything with any sort of uh, definitive nature maybe for the rest of my life yeah fair enough fair enough grace Grace, Grace, real quick you know so obviously hopefully the jaguars at least in my opinion i hope they get trevor lawrence and um expecting his arrival here on draft day i've been doing my research my due diligence and i've kind of come across an offbeaten article of on southernliving.com of all places and in this article (laughs) a couple of his teammates have said that the guy is a baby whisperer now, is there any truth to those legs? Like, have you heard, is he great with kids or something like that? Because I find it quite weird that a bunch of his teammates have come forward and said that he's great with kids. That is really funny. I have not heard that, but just being around Trevor, I could definitely see it. He just has he just has kind of this calming presence, and uh, you know, especially for someone who's 6'6 and stands out like he does. I don't know. He just has a very chill vibe that I think that people in Jacksonville will pick up on very quickly. I've heard he's not very good at video games. I will tell you that. I've heard that he's actually a pretty awful Madden quarterback. Um, but <laughs> the baby whisperer thing, uh, I don't. I don't think that would surprise me that much. He kind of has that that soft that soft side. Grace Rayner, uh, great insight on Trevor Lawrence. And by the way, you've got me going back and reading all your articles now over the years on Trevor Lawrence and probably the rest of Jacksonville. You can do that on The Athletic. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, hopefully we'll do it again sometime down the road. That sounds awesome. Thank you all so much for having me. You bet. Uh, that is Grace Rayner. A really good article uh, that I read yesterday in The Athletic and appreciate Grace coming on and talking about uh, Trevor Lawrence. And, and now we will get a lot of different points of view, right, Austin, on, on uh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, ironically, I've already heard a lot of points of views, yeah. and I don't think they're going to be that different. You know, uh, well, This I, is not yeah. a polarizing guy. This is not a guy that's – I think he is who he is, and I think that's what people appreciate. You know, and, uh, you know, From Urban Meyer, we had his sound on earlier this week talking about this is a guy that demands and commands respect, and that's what he loves about Trevor Lawrence because you better play for your quarterback in, in the game of football. He does that, and he, and he does look a bit unflappable, and he's even keel. So I don't think we're going to get a lot of different perspectives than the one Grace gave us. No, without a doubt. I mean, and like I was talking about before, in terms of a personality of a quarterback, you want that just that even kind of dude. He's never too high. He's never too low. Um, especially when things, you know, you're facing adversity, you want a guy that you can depend on and a guy to keep you calm. Now, if you're a defensive lineman, if you're a linebacker, even if you're a wide receiver, then it's different. If you're a cornerback like Jalen Ramsey, then it's different. But I think the quarterback position, you have to be poised, but you still have to be calm. Hey, still to come here, I want to talk about the AFC South. It's interesting we're bringing up Deshaun Watson. Did you see his tweet last night? And yeah. are we about to see this seismic shift in the AFC South, at least with two of the teams? Because my point being, the Jags have an opportunity. Jason Fitz brought this up. If you look down the road, some maybe three years, they have an opportunity if they make a lot of good decisions, and they're correct on those decisions, that they could be the team to beat for a while in the AFC South. But in the interim, in the immediate future, they really have a chance, in my estimation, to separate themselves from a team that they haven't been able to do much against, and that is the Houston Texans. We talk a little bit about Houston, Deshaun Watson. Why is it Houston 
interviewing Eric Bieniemy. I thought he was the favorite in the off season, uh, during the season to go to Houston. I didn't look like they were going to give him a chance. And by the way, reportedly Bieniemy interviewing with the Jaguars today. More on the coaching search. More on Houston and the Jags dynamic on the way on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Just all of us getting on, you know, Zooms and FaceTimes and discussing things and how we wanted to go about it, what our next steps were, and just trying to put that together as fast as we can, just trying to beat the clock on whether or not these, these schools will start or conferences were going to start calling the season. So we were trying to, we were kind of a race against time, and obviously it worked out, and it was, it was cool to be a part of. That is Trevor Lawrence declared for the NFL draft in 2021, and you know who as the number one draft pick. In April, that is the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Brent Martineau here, Austin Lane in the Action Sports Jack Studios. I believe, to me, that is still one of the most impressive things I saw not only Trevor Lawrence do, I don't want to give him just the only credit, but Justin Fields, too. They took a leadership role in this offseason, if you will, amongst college athletes, which that does not usually happen outside of maybe your own football team or any sports team or your own campus. Mm -hmm. This went... This went beyond that. This went all over the country in the COVID-19, Black Lives Matter movement. There were conversations about playing, all this stuff. And these two guys who had a lot to lose, I don't don't want to say a lot to lose, but they could at least risk more than maybe the other person uh, going into this, this past season. And they took the leadership role in it, man. I mean, I, I've been saying this for months, and, and I said it when it happened. I love that about those two guys, that they did that. I, I think if I'm an NFL exec, if I'm an NFL coach, if I'm sitting there in that room, that does stand out to me. I love the check in the box of the height, the throws, the the everything. But that really stands out if I'm looking for a leader of my locker room and football team going forward. No, without a doubt. Um, listen, like like you mentioned, when you got to step up like that, right? When your college season's on the line, when you're talking about you know s- social and racial injustice, like those are some pretty heavy topics, right? And I, I get it, like you're in college, you're considered an adult, but still, you you already have a lot in your plate as it is being the quarterback um, of some of the best teams in the country. But then you take it upon yourself to be that leader, to be that vocal person. Uh, it says a lot about both their characters. All right, I've wanted to ask you this because Jason Fitz talked a little bit about the AFC South, and I'm not going to talk about the Titans and Colts right now, but Houston is kind of a mess from the outside looking in. You know, they were before even this last week, but then you add to it Jack Easterby and the Nick Casario uh, connection, So, which means Easterby still is very much involved, it looks like, uh, again, from the outside looking in. And then you saw Deshaun Watson's tweet uh, last night. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't think that was really football related. You don't think it was? No, I think he was talking about Jacob Blake, the guy in Milwaukee that oh, um, got okay. shot. Oh, okay. So like that seven. wasn't. I didn't see the fallout from that. I just kind of assumed yeah. it was. The initial thought was it about Houston. Oh, uh, um, yeah. I think it was more about Jake. I mean, listen, I, I have no idea, but I assume because that was kind of the hot topic last that's night a good when, point. when that's, that announcement came out. So okay, so that's that's fair, and I don't know if he even has clarified that since. Yeah. But but even take that away, I just think he, again. I would say this a week ago. If you look at Houston where they're at with the lack of draft picks, uh, with really the money situation they have there, I think some aging talent, including J.J. Watt, what do you do with him? He's got such a great resume, probably pretty costly, but at the same time it looks like plays about to decline. Uh, they're actually kind of in a similar situation maybe as the Jags were with with Calais Campbell, mm-hmm. I, I think is, is, is a decent argument to make, um, and you know how much he means to their organization. But now you look at the Jags. I mean, 
2021 could be this huge pivot, don't you believe, between the Houston organization and the Jags organization. And, again, I'll leave the other two out for now. But 2021 alone, the way this job looks and what they have going forward uh, versus what Houston has, we could see a big-time flip-flop that could have ramifications for quite some time. Yeah, there definitely could be a paradigm shift because, listen, it always helps when you have a legitimate quarterback. And Deshaun Watson this year led the NFL in uh, total yards. So, I mean, he's a legit quarterback. But the question remains, what do you have around him? Do you have the offense to support him? Do you have the offensive line to protect him? Do you have the running back to take the pressure off? Do you have the wide receivers that can go out there and go get it? And right now the answer to all those questions is, eh, not sure. So when you have that, well, what happens? You got to build in the draft. Well, uh oh, you spent a lot of uh, draft capital to get, you know, Laramie Tunzel and players like that. So now you're stuck in a hard place where it's like, well, you got to improve the roster. You got to build around Deshaun Watson. You trade away, uh, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. How can you build around him? Unfortunately, the catch 22 is. You really can't because you don't have a lot to work with right now. So I agree with you. I mean, listen, they're always going to have a shot because they have the quarterback that can lead them. But if the NFL has shown us anything, you can have a great quarterback, but you better have some guys around him to take the pressure off. I think I saw something. I think it was on Showtime, uh, you know, the, the inside the NFL stuff, where they had J.J. Watt mic'd up, where they picked up him talking to Deshaun Watson coming off the field, and he basically said, I'm sorry. He, he did. He said, I'm sorry to Deshaun Watson. He said, we just wasted one of your years. He said, we should have won 11 games. Yeah. Like, if your quarterback plays like that, you should not be whatever they were, what, 4-12, and 12 or, mm-hmm. or I think they were 4-12. and 12. So uh, they should not be that. They wasted a year, I mean, of excellent play from Deshaun Watson. And But the, the question is what you just said. I mean, can they fix it? Can they? Will this take a couple years to fix it? Meanwhile, you have the Jags going to get their franchise quarterback. Uh, and if it works out, fair question. New coach, new regime, if it works out, again, fair question. Uh, but you really have a chance to, to separate. And right now, the Jags haven't been able to separate from anybody. Mm-hmm. And so I think that is an important narrative and something to watch, even if you can separate from one team, Austin, and maybe create a situation where, you remember like when you were playing, Indianapolis was dominant against the Jags. Oh, Why? Because of Peyton Manning. Yeah. Well, so if you can have that dominance, and then I would take it a step further and say what Jason Fitz said yesterday, you look at the Titans. Well, they've got about a two- or three-year window with Derrick Henry and maybe even Tannehill. And you look at uh, Indianapolis, well, they're still in their search for their quarterback, and if they miss over the next year or two, well, then they're going to be spinning their tires a bit. So this is an incredible next one to three years to keep an eye on the AFC South. Without a doubt. Um, and it just it really is a good question of how appealing is this Houston Texans job uh, from a head coaching standpoint. Because, I mean, the hardest thing is the quarterback. The quarterback is there. But you're entering a situation that seems to be a dumpster fire right now in terms of your draft capital and the players you can keep. Like, if they lose J.J. Watt, that's a huge blow. Now, I don't get it twisted. I understand J.J. Watt's on the back nine of his career. But from a leadership standpoint, from a locker room presence and being a pillar of that team, that would be a huge loss as well. All right, more to come. We'll talk more about Trevor Lawrence, his impact on uh, potentially the Jacksonville Jaguars. A little bit later on, Maurice Jones-Drew's thoughts on what's happening uh, at the number one pick and how he's not 100% sold on that front. More to get to, including the NFL playoffs. How do we see that shaking out? And the Heisman Trophy, did they get it right? All on the way on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 oh. 
O'Reilly.